0: The CEO, when he's a great CEO or a successful CEO in business and getting the results, it doesn't come by accident. It comes by learning a couple things, like a certain mindsets and certain ways of thinking, certain ways of doing things. And what I've found is that it can be very applicable to your life. Hold your station, this education is relevant. The motivation through conversation
1: is evident. We're talking spiritual body, mind development. This is the manhood experiment. The manhood.
0: Welcome back to the next episode of the Manhood Experiment. In this episode, we're going to talk about seven CEO mindset, tips, and habits you can use to upgrade your life. Having been a CEO, a business owner, entrepreneur for the last couple of years, I've found a lot of success and I've learned things in the world of business that actually had a very positive effect on my life and made me a better person. In today's episode, we're going to learn a few of the most important mindset tips and habits I've pulled from business that have impacted my life for the better. Doesn't matter if you're a business owner or not, this is applicable to your life. But before we begin, I want to check in with the boys. How you guys doing? Dreams, Jay Dragon, what's up?
2: yeah boy Big
0: dreams in the house watch your mouth
1: j dragon in the house watch your mouth t-rex in the house watch your mouth all my list is in the house what up y'all how y'all feeling man positive energy
2: uh, i'm feeling good i'm i'm energized i eat that coffee cake this morning throw some coffee in with the pancake mix and the the cacao and i'm feeling ready to go
0: I tried the coffee cake recipe recently. Yep. I followed all the instructions. I forgot to put the sweetener, the stevia in. Yeah. Turned out <sighs> not so good. <laughs> yeah. You know, unless
2: you have a flavored protein or you can throw in some coconut sugar or something if you like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is important to enjoy the process. You know, the training yeah. wheels, flavor insurance is training wheels to so make sure you enjoy the process.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And the process is mastication.
2: Yeah. Whether it's recipes with food or life, you got to mess some things up and forget some ingredients occasionally. And you come back, you try it again, and you get it right. Mm -hmm. Hey. Write that down.
1: Preach, Jay. I'm quoting that. Taking, borrowing that. Using that. That's a life lesson right there. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. How about you, Dreams?
1: What's going on with your life? Uh, Speaking of life lessons, man, I've just been really absorbing this new freedom. Uh, My mind's been clear, like I told you. Finish these house projects. I talk about this house every episode. (laughs) Every episode. But I've been learning so much in this journey, man. Really learning what I'm capable of. Now I've been spending time just looking up different ways how I can really utilize this new time. Utilize this new freedom, this new superpower. Like the most valuable thing you can gain in life is time. And what can I do with it now that I have more of it? Now that I've built the foundation. How can I take it to the next level?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: How can I become the CEO of this Mm -hmm. life Mm
0: -hmm. So that's what I've been focusing on. Yeah, I like the tie-in there. I love the tie-in. And that's what we're going to get into today. We are going to talk about some life lessons. That is, a CEO, when he's a great CEO or a successful CEO in business and getting results, it doesn't come by accident. It comes by learning a couple things like certain mindsets and certain ways of thinking, certain ways of doing things. And what I've found is that it can be very applicable to your life, to improve your life as well too. So before I got into business, I would constantly find my potential was stunted by certain poor results and ways of thinking. I would start and stop things, didn't follow through, lack discipline, feel overwhelmed, procrastinate, had poor beliefs around money, didn't understand how to be disciplined and lead myself, wasn't resourceful, and always was waiting for somebody else to solve my problems. How many of you guys listening, you feel and you could identify with some of these things? You sometimes feel like your behaviors, habits, and thinking get in your own way. If you've never had that thought, then you should because we all get in our own way at times in life. Years later, I started to work in the U.S. I was living in Trinidad at that time in my struggle period. But then I moved to the U.S., started to work in the U.S., started to see a few successful people in the world of business, how they would think and how would behave and how they would act in business. And they translated that very well into life. They would think, behave and act very similar. It was there I had the realization that behaviors, habits and mindset shifts were the difference between doing something and not doing something. It was the difference between achieving something and not achieving something. It's the difference between upgrading your life and not upgrading your life. Hmm. Business has a way of teaching you things if you're willing to see the lessons. So let's begin. Seven CEO mindset tips and habits you can use to upgrade your life. Number one, learn to reinvest in yourself. Invest money on things that have a return on investment. Hmm. There you go. In business, sometimes you have to spend large amounts if you want to play big. It's a calculated risk. Example, Mm. registering a business, setting up a website, hiring people, marketing. Growing a business takes money. It makes and reinvests in itself. That's how growth happens. Employees, the problem with employees, they never spend their own money. So it's very scary for them. Real business owners know in order to grow a business, they have to do things differently. So how does this apply in life? In life, you need to think the same way. You need to invest money into things that will give you a bigger return in the long term. Hmm. For example, your health, a gym membership, a course to learn a skill, a book, or a mentor you might hire or seek. I want to touch in with the guys. What do you guys think about that?
1: I'm going to let Jay go. That's right up his alley.
0: (laughs) You know, right away when
2: I think about investment and I think about the role of a CEO, Uh, no matter what level it is, you know, you think about things like recruiting, you got to recruit good talent around you. That's one of the best investments that you can continue to do because that will pay off in dividends for you either to delegate things that are not worthy of your energy or time or surely not going to be moving you forward. I see that it's a lot of those same roles. You have to take responsibility. So the first thing that comes to my mind with the CEO is like, you're the main person right there that is responsible for energy the directions and values and the decisions that you're making the growth and the growth. Mm -hmm. And and when you realize that and you take responsibility, there's no more blame game. There's no more waiting around for the right moment, the right time. You go out there and you can actively invest. But I love that you're talking about investing because otherwise we're just spending time and spending money to get Mm -hmm. this instant gratification or pleasure. So when we can think about enjoying the process because we know we're learning and sharpening our swords and we're getting something to pay off. And a lot of us can't grasp to that if we haven't done that yet. But it's something yeah. that when you have those people around, you, you've you recruited those people or that community the environment, it starts to become so much more clear.
1: Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what we're doing today. That's what yeah. we're doing today. OK, <laughs> I'm going to start off by saying you got to watch that energy when you invest in that energy. I'm going to be Jay today. Since yeah. he being me, he's going to do investments <laughs> and money. I'm going to be Jay. I'm going to talk about the health side. So <laughs> nice. you got to invest that energy, man. You do. Because when you invest that energy, you take on the challenges. We all know the obstacles make me stronger. So you got to mm-hmm. get them arms in. Right? Mm-hmm. How am I doing today, Jay? hmm That's right. <laughs> and then after you do that, you got to manage that energy. We are just talking about managing your energy, the investment on energy. What are you investing that energy in? To get the best mm-hmm. return, you know, in yep. yourself, your health, so you can come on your A game as a leader, right. as a CEO of your life, you know, taking on those disciplines and structuring yourself in that way. So just how you invest in the very beginning of this business while it's young, is going to be very important to decide what fruit you get from your initial investment. So I'm that. I'm with you. I like how me and JJ switched today. Yeah, yeah for <laughs> reals. I love that. I love that.
0: So to keep the pace, I want to move on to the other point. Be a good steward of your money. In business, you always have to pay attention to your numbers. I see Dream shaking his head. There's money coming in, money going out. In business, we call this cash flow statements, balance sheets. Why? Keith Cunningham in his book, The Ultimate Blueprint for Business calls this your financial report card. It's a reflection of decisions you're making on a day-to-day basis. In life, you have to do the same with your personal finance. You have to look at your numbers and make decisions. James talk about this in an earlier podcast on budgeting. With budgeting, mm-hmm. it's about looking at money coming in, money going out, how much is left over, and asking the question, how could I increase this? Where is my hard-earned money going? So it's being a good steward of your money, letting your numbers help you make decisions. I learned that in business, and that's very applicable to life. Dreams? Yes, man. You already know. I'm. All, psh,
1: you got to get it right. And when you say increase, um, I want the listeners to know it's not always about increasing the amount mm-hmm. you have, because I said it before. It doesn't matter how much you make. It's how much you keep and where right. you're allocating those funds. So it's yeah. not just about, man, if I had more money, I would... If I just had another dollar, I would. If Mm -hmm. I was making six figures, I would. No, what are you doing now Mm -hmm. with the money that you have? Are you being a good steward of those funds? And Mm -hmm. then really focusing on how you can better access that cash flow now. And then once you do that, then okay, as it go back to T's point number one, after you do that, then how are you investing those funds? Then what's the next step to grow it? You know, so I see how these- Go hand in hand. Step one, step two. Yep.
2: And cash flow is your pulse, your your lifeline at the same time as well. We have to have that awareness, and whether we compare that to energy or or whatever, like it is really important to understand that your priorities can get shuffled around, but that cash flow is crucial in order to stay alive. It's like your your heartbeat.
0: Yep, I agree. Good feedback. Let's jump into number three. Oh, we're moving fast today. <laughs> Have a sense of purpose. Be a leader. In business, leading is not about telling people what to do. A key component of leadership is you must have a vision, direction, and purpose and be able to articulate this to people who can help you reach your vision or goal. In life, it requires you to be a leader to yourself first. Self-leadership was coined in 1983 by a guy called Charles C. Manns. Self-leadership is the ability to lead yourself to achieve your personal and professional goals and objectives. It involves having a good understanding of who you are and where you're going. If I should ask you today, what's your purpose? Where are you going in life? You should be able to tell me without even thinking about it. If not, you need to work on this. It's a fundamental driver of your life to be a good father, own a home. For my dad, for example, one of his big missions in life was to own his own home. He built this home with his two hands. And having that mission and purpose in life made him a good leader. Jade, what's your take on this?
2: No, I think that it's crucial. I mean, you think of it as a compass or your North Star of where you're moving toward. Mm -hmm.
0: I like that North Star so
2: easy to become distracted. Mm-hmm. I think just to simplify for me, if something doesn't mean enough for you, your attention is going to be grabbed by so many of the other little things. And something that hits home for me with being a CEO of my life is, you know, so many people claim they have ADD, but it's like you get pulled away to the next thing that grabs your attention. And it takes true discipline to be able to see things for the long term. And like having that meaning and for you really to buy into that, whether you're training for something physically, you're trying to save up for something, whether it's a business or a home or something for family, or you're on a, a trip or a destination. You have that that insight, and that keeps you going. So the North Star Compass thing, I think, is really big. And when you have that meaning, it just it amplifies everything. Otherwise, you'll do things that mm-hmm. don't have as much meaning, and you'll continue to bounce around.
1: Dreams. What do you think about? I think that's very important. You gotta have a you know specific goal, specific purpose in mind that you want to accomplish. Mm-hmm out of anything you start. For me, I was just talking to my wife last night. I was like, babe, what do you appreciate most about me? We were playing this mm-hmm. card game called uh, Chill. So you ask each other questions. And she's like, I like that you're not afraid to think about ideas that most people wouldn't have and then actually go for it. You know, actually execute it. Actually mm-hmm. figure out a way to make it happen. She's like, I think that's what I appreciate most about you. That's what I would miss most about you. And I was like, Mm-hmm. It was really insightful for me out of all these different things. That's the one thing you point out. So it just goes to show how important that is when you have a goal to really be able to prioritize it, put your focus on it, because it affects everything mm-hmm. around you. It affects the relationships around yeah. you and how people perceive you, yeah. that focus, that drive.
2: I love it. And one quick thing just to add to that, if you can take a look at how we budget our time or how we budget our energy or our money. And you can see what's important to you to establish and determine your values. And yeah. there's a reflection in what your actions do, and those shift your behaviors and what you're doing. So if you just are determined, like, this is the project I'm I'm seeking out to buy this business or to buy this home, and you're putting all that energy into that, you prioritize that on your schedule, your behaviors start to shift for that. And at first, people might know you as somebody who, like you said, your old lifestyle didn't follow through on things. But over time, people will see it in your actions. You'll see it in your behaviors and you'll believe it. And you'll start to become it. You know, the seeing, believing mm-hmm, thing sometimes mm-hmm. is you believe it and then you'll see it. And I think yeah. that that's something with your vision. You really do have to believe that you're capable of seeking this out and new doors start to open up.
1: I'm going to jump in one more time because what you just yeah, said, Jay, go for kinda, it. I pulled from that when you were saying where you spend your time, where you spend your energy, where you spend your money. Those are the things that you value. The things you spend the most, whatever the currency is, time, money, energy, those are the things that you actually value. So when you look yourself in the mirror, you got to look at that and actually say, what do I find important? Because I may say family is important. How much time are you spending Mm -hmm. with that? How much time are you spending with them? You may say your goals are important. How much time are you spending on your goals and working on that? That's truly your answer of what you value. And if you realize that you're spending way more time hanging out or OPP solving other people's problems, then mm-hmm. those are truly the things that you value at that time. And if that's not how you want to be perceived, you know, that integrity piece, that internal voice, that man in the mirror, as Jay says, then you really have to take that in account. What do you right. say? Assess your uh, Assess your inventory you know? Yep. <laughs> I yeah. feel like day, boy. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love what both of you guys said, having a North Star, it's like the time, money, relationship, goals, having those as your core values. And the values, that's a huge one because when you have that core values, that gives you your sense of purpose. I feel that that adds a lot to your purpose. And it helps you become the leader of yourself that you need to become. Mm. It's your driving force, and so I love those points. Uh, great points, guys. Yes, sir. Man, keep bringing it. Mm-hmm. Keep bringing it, T. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're fast today. So the next one: plan and prioritize. Mm. In business, top CEOs and C-level executives produce a lot because they have a consistent routine to plan their day and week and prioritize their tasks, their top task. In life, after people work, they just go home, they just numb out, they surf the net, watch TV on the weekends, they go somewhere, anywhere, right? They just want to do something. You need to plan your week your day and prioritize things. This does not always mean work. And just ties in directly into the last thing we were talking about. You can prioritize your time with family. That's one way to be fully present. The point is being purposeful and intentional with your time. Mm. The more you do this, the paradox is the more free and present you can be. And the more you value your precious life. So again, like plan and prioritize CEOs tend to do this with their work task. When you think about it, this is very applicable to life. What are the things that I need to focus on or to spend more time with? Mm. You guys have thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm going to jump that in good.
2: really quick. Well, it's fresh is it takes me back to one of my favorite books that I've reread probably a total three times. At least is The One Thing by Gary Keller, who's one of the most, yeah. you know, runs one of the most mm. successful real estate companies in the world. And I write this down like literally just to show you guys I'm not, you know, I, I ain't playing. Like I got my passion planner here in my journal. And at the top, I write OBT, one big thing. Sometimes I'm a lot more thorough about that. Yeah. But for me, that big thing is not only it's the most important thing, but it's a reminder that I can't get taken away with just busy work. But that big thing mm-hmm. also sparks momentum. If momentum is such a real powerful thing in life to keep us moving forward. It's that fuel that we need. Mm-hmm. And so, for instance, me checking off a task that I don't want to do where I feel like it's going to drain me energy. But by me getting it done, it takes that monkey off my back. It takes that weight off my back. And I always feel better doing it. And we talk about it again, but it's those feelings follow the actions and that feeling of that good feeling, that pride feeling, that fuel will follow a lot of times when you actually check off the things that are truly important and not just things, you know?
1: No, I like that. It helps you focus. It gives you clarity of mind, as you were saying, by taking out the small no priorities and really prioritizing your life. I got a quote for you Mm because that's actually a really good book. I'm gonna have to reread it. There's a book that I've read by Stephen Covey. Everybody knows his book. If not-
0: Stephen Covey, yeah. Definitely, Mm
1: -hmm. or Stephen, Stephen. I know some people say it both ways, but I think it's Stephen. You're right. Yeah. Uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I'm just gonna read one small quote about that. By setting small goals and sticking to them, you gradually increase your integrity, which increases your ability to take responsibility of your life. So really by setting those small goals, prioritizing the things that are important, putting first things first, one of his quotes that he always says Mm -hmm. in there, putting first things first, about really prioritizing what is most important that day. And I like how you kind of tie in that one big thing by having this is a non-negotiable. This can't be compromised. Yeah, This will happen today. This has to happen today. And then you're able to better say yes. You know, if I go biblically, right, they say, let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. You know, as simple as you can make it. So that way you Mm -hmm. can really let people know, hey, man, we got this thing going on at this time. You think you can pull through? Actually, no, I cannot. I would love to, but I cannot. I have to make time for this. You don't even have to explain all of that sometimes. The people that know you know you. Right. Right? Yeah. The people that know you will understand you. They give you that grace to make that decision.
0: And a great example is you guys. For example, Jay recently had a baby and he had to reprioritize his life. So suddenly, not only health and his wife was very important to him, now it's a new baby. And I love how you began to adapt to this and you start to reprioritize your things and you spent less time in maybe surfing for the first couple of weeks. And I think that is really, um, what's a word I'm looking for? Help me out here. Admirable inspiring yeah great exactly it's really inspiring i'm just gonna big you up boy (laughs) yeah (laughs) and and the great the great thing with dreams as well too when he had baby wife uh, family that was a high commitment and now he got a new house and he had to prioritize after work it wasn't spending time with the boys it wasn't heading out to dirty birds it was just like i have to go home work on the house and spend time with my family. That became yeah. a priority for his life. So it's little things like that or the things that shows up in your life that you have to always constantly reprioritize and see that. And well, yeah, go ahead, I Jake. gotta
2: just add to that, you know
0: what I mean? Just to, yeah. to have some fun with this is yeah. sometimes we gotta have a baby, you know what I mean? And like visualize
2: <laughs> right. what that new baby in your life is. Don't go around <laughs> making babies if you aren't all in. But
1: yeah. really
2: though, like I think that when you visualize and watch what are the actions, how those things are going to be different? and I, I'm just mm-hmm. I think that this is valuable if you just visualize all right, whatever this big thing is that's really important to me that I know I could do because other people do it, visualize mm. like, what if I had mm. to do this? How would my life change, and how would I prioritize? And you kind of start to become that with your actions. Yes. I do this with people with their diets and everything. I said, imagine in sixty days we got to get you ready for a movie role. It's going to be life changing, right. you got to do it, or you have to because it's this medical emergency like you just make it happen instead of the nice to happen and doing it when i feel good type of thing so just try that on for you know for for a moment and
1: let's carry on yeah onward, man that brings a whole new perspective of the quote by this famous poet have a baby by me baby be be a millionaire (laughs) man it completely new perspective on that he was thinking like years ahead of what we thought 50 50 cent
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: my man have a baby, mm, nice. and it's going to force you I love to be the person that you need to be. Because there's it, yeah. no putting it back. Once you jump ship and you do that, that yeah. is your new lifestyle. That's the responsibility yeah. you have to take on. I really like that. I like that,
0: Jay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's so important because many times in life, we don't actively think about what is the priorities in my life. We go to work, and sometimes in work we have tasks when we prioritize, or a boss tells us, okay, this is what you have to do. What I've seen top CEOs and C-level executives do, they always prioritize, they plan, prioritize. And the more I do this in life, the more I feel, again, it's just mm-hmm. like I have more freedom. I, because I'm putting my energy and resources, to things that are important to me, versus distraction, versus TV, versus all the stuff we spoke about. So I think that's great point, guys. So let's move on. Number five. The previous one, plan and prioritize. Number five, take ownership. Mm. It's a big one. A real CEO in business does not care about how many hours he worked this week or about his effort. They don't get paid until they make a sale. Simple as that. They take full ownership for the business. If they're not getting results, they don't blame customers. They don't blame the economy. Now, how does this translate to life? Taking ownership means taken full responsibility for your life. And Jay talked about that earlier. Regardless of the results thus far, regardless of your upbringing, regardless of your past, you have to take ownership. Don't blame your parents. Don't blame your teachers. Don't blame the old stories and excuses and this thing happened to me and then this happened to me. Now this is why I'm here. The economy or all these other factors or news or politics. Don't blame these things for anything that's affecting your results today. There's a great book by Jocko Wilnick on extreme ownership, and I'll quote, Implementing extreme ownership requires checking your ego and operating with a high degree Mm. of humility, admitting mistakes, taking ownership, and developing a plan to overcome challenges are integral to any successful team. So ask yourself, where can I take more ownership in your relationships, in your health, in your career, in your finances. It's basically, we all have this mechanism where we have the victim mentality and we play the blame game. All of us as human beings, we have that to some degree. And extreme ownership is about looking at that and breaking that apart and taking full responsibility. you guys have thoughts? I like it a lot because... You have to
1: be the person that's going to take responsibility if you are winning, if you are losing. You know, Michael Jordan, he's the star of the team, right? Back in the day, Mm -hmm. like if they lost, it was on Michael. If they won, it was on Michael. You just don't get the highlights when you are being successful. It's the people who are willing to fight when things get tough who typically are then um, appreciated. Nelson Mandela said it like this: "It is better to lead from behind and to put others in front, especially when you celebrate victory." When the nice things occur,
0: you take the front line when there's danger, then people will appreciate your leadership. Mm. And the previous analogy made with Michael Jordan, I remembered the way how he thought he wasn't in charge of the team. He he was just a player in the team. But every game, like the win or lose, he would take on that mantle. Man, we lost because, and he took Mm -hmm. full responsibility and there's games where they're struggling and they're trying and he just took full responsibility. I have to make this happen. I have to change these results. It doesn't depend on the coach. It doesn't depend on the other players. It doesn't depend on Scotty. You know, I have to do this. Go ahead, Jay. You know, sometimes you're leading, but I think another thing is when you do take
2: ownership, one of the biggest mm-hmm. things is it allows you to take the data, whether you failed and you're going to learn from that. Or yeah. you moved forward. So I like that you're giving credit to everybody in support. You know, I think that is a form of humility that gets people to buy in and gives people their credit mm-hmm. to really lift them up. But the big mm-hmm. thing I'm taking out of this when it takes ownership is, yes, responsibility. But also it's like those were my actions, my decisions, my behaviors that got this result, this outcome. And when I rate that, yeah. you know, I was listening to an interview with Rob Deerdick who's mm-hmm. an uber successful entrepreneur coming from the skateboard world to entertainment. And he was saying that he rates his days you know, on a level mm. of 1 to 10, and you can look back and you can start to string those things together. And if you can rate how your actions were, you can start to think like, all right, I need to prioritize this more, put more energy here, get more help, delegate this, mm. those types of things. And I think that is a factor that it's good to think about with ownership because then you're not leaving it up to chance. Like, oh, it wasn't the right circumstances or... Nobody gave me this opportunity or, or whatever. And I think that mm-hmm. that is energizing uh, when we can look at it with that frame. <laughs> Before we continue, we need your help. We'd like to reach more like-minded people just like you and share our knowledge on personal growth, health, and success. So can you do us a favor and in your podcast app, hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star review and leave us an encouraging comment. Do it right now while you listen to this episode. That will help us know you're listening and that you care. And a little action will help us reach more folks. Now back to our show.
1: I think that's a positive yeah. spin on it as well. Because sometimes when we think of responsibility, right, we think of this big weight, this big boulder block that we have to put on our shoulders and carry the team. I have to be responsible. It doesn't look appetizing, as Jay would say, when he was talking about eating healthy. Mm-hmm. How do you digest responsibility in such a difficult world. How can we make this word more appealing? How can we make this word something that we want to take on based on thinking of the upside of it? Like we said, when you take on these responsibilities, people will connect the hard work you put in. People will connect the hours you put in. And they may not see it the same way you've experienced it, but at the end of the day, they'll see the results. And that's what T was saying earlier, you know, the results of what you're doing, of the results of what you've been working on, it will manifest. People will see it. So take Mm -hmm. on that as a pride point for yourself as being a leader. And maybe that'll make that a little bit more digestible of a word because nobody really likes responsibility, but it's something we all need. Yeah.
0: And a place where taking responsibility is vital Mm. is relationships. When a lot of times we Mm. blame the other person or the other people and I'm not saying they may not be responsible for their things, but a lot of times we have to look and check our inventory. Come on
1: now. I see you t- I see what you did there. Jay, you're <laughs> affecting everybody, man. You're affecting the team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: We're affecting yeah. 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 Hey, when I bring that up, the inventory thing and the- taking inventory yeah. and budgeting, like that's really what it is. It's like you're able to view and gather that data. So true. With the relationship things, we're building bridges. Remember, like, are you allowing Mm -hmm. a bridge to be built? And if you point that blame game, then the person's going to block out and be like, look, this person isn't even seeing eye to eye. They're on a different frequency, Mm -hmm. different radio station. Compared to saying, I'm taking responsibility for this. And going forward, it allows that flow
0: of energy and communication to be stronger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Taking responsibility, taking ownership, not playing a blame game. So, number six, be resourceful. Being resourceful means the ability to deal skillfully and promptly with new situations and difficulties. A CEO does not have a blueprint to build a successful business. There's no instruction manual. They have to, on a daily basis, write Mm. their own blueprint. They have to figure out things to grow the business, solve problems, keep customers happy, Keep employees happy. To be resourceful means they have to constantly be thinking and learning. In life, you have to embrace learning. We had a whole podcast on upgrading your skills. Seek books, seek mentors, consultation, experts. Think about areas in your life that you're struggling in or that you could improve in. Is there a book? I can read. Is there a consultant, a therapist should I go to? Maybe it requires me leveraging the skills I already have. So that is being resourceful. Jay, you want to add to that?
2: Yeah. Something we can tie in from the last thing. I like to think one of my strongest characteristics that, that brings a lot of value is this resourcefulness. Mm-hmm. And I think it was taught just growing up in the environment that I was. And I think about whether it's you have an ingredients for a recipe or the tools that you need to get a job done. The next part is what do you do with those? And that's resourcefulness is navigating how and what you do with those tools. How to be resourceful is if there's something that you don't know what to do, that essentially you could say that irritates you, Use that irritation for inspiration. You know, I heard somebody, a very wise person say that once that like irritation leads to inspiration for you to be able to be resourceful on how to solve your own problem or whatever that is. And we need to look at those things in life instead of irritation being an obstacle, move past it. Like you said, reaching out to people or finding out how to use the tools that you have that much better. And like in the learning age that we have, when we have tools like a Google and YouTube, we've talked about this before, you can spend 10 to 20 hours and have a pretty good grasp and understanding on almost anything you need to do, whether it's a house task, you know, like dreams is talking about getting your business started, learning to sleep better, some relationship tips and all that. So I I want to put that out there that those are some ways that I find I look at patterns. I find some people that have been through my problem before. Mm-hmm. I'll look, I'll try to read about as much as I can. will look up YouTube, look up Reddit, for example. There's so many great resources that you can type in your yeah. problem. And don't believe the first thing you see. Look up a few of these things and then you get to gather these patterns and try them out yourself. So mm-hmm. I hope that's helpful. I just felt like that's something that really put a big light bulb on for me.
1: No, you're right, man. I don't have a master's or a doctorate at this time, but I am attending YouTube University on a weekly basis, and the learning doesn't stop. Like, my grandmother, she always says, I sound like Sharp from ESPN. (laughs) Sterling. Yeah. But my grandmother, she always says, baby, either you're learning or you're teaching. So I would come in, and she was like, so what'd you learn today? I said, well, you know, I went to school, went to class, but that was really it. She didn't learn anything all day, then you're wasting your time. I was, and I, it really hit for me. So now mm-hmm. I'm like, any day I wake up, I need to either be learning or teaching. And it's a lifestyle because once you learn things, um, what's another famous poet? He says, put me anywhere on God's green earth. I double my worth. Talking about Mr. Jay-Z here, <laughs> Mr. Carter. Yeah. But that's the mindset that you want to have. You know, you want to be a billionaire. You want to be a millionaire. You want to be successful. You have to be somebody who's gonna be resourceful.
0: Yeah. And when you talk about being resourceful, I remember a story years ago. My dad, we were living with other family. Eventually we started to rent, but my dad wanted a house. And the problem was he had no money. Mm-hmm. He had to be resourceful in how he would build this house. He learned to build this house himself. He would be resourceful in how he got the material, what material he needed for a certain months, and what part of the house he's going to work on. And eventually we did build a house and we moved into it. So my dad had this resourcefulness about him that regardless of the circumstance, the money situation, the skill level he did not have, he used his resources. And the thing is, when you put things out in the universe, the intention, things come back to you. Man, your
1: dad's on GOAT status right now. I've been working on this house and it's more (laughs) renovation, right? But they sit here and hear you say, My dad built a house. That's GOAT. That's that's GOAT status. That's not, that's no simple thing.
0: 1996, and I was still in school. New Year's Day, he was digging trenches. And I looked at the dude, it was like in the hot sun, like the Trinidad heat. He was just digging trenches Mm -hmm. alone by himself. He had a bottle of water, umbrella when he wanted to rest he put he to sit under the umbrella and in my mind i was like this dude's crazy <laughs> this dude yeah. i don't everybody know
1: crazy today ain't
0: yeah and two years later amazing house wow and it's the it's the family house today yeah wow so cool that's so cool yeah. Yes. That's so cool.
1: cool yeah Yeah. Learn something new, man. So that's in your genes, right there, sir. That type of building's in your genes, brother. I hope so. I hope so. Yes, sir. And if it's not, it goes on to the next topic. (laughs) It's (laughs) true. The next point. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think, and that's a good point. Part of being resourceful is, which the point into number seven is leveraging human resources. Mm -hmm. In business, it's about finding people that play at what you have to work at. I'll repeat that. In business, it's about finding people who play at what you have to work at. You may be great with your service, but lousy building a website. So you find someone with that skill. That's just a simple example. Yeah. Do you know any CEO that actually goes in, he's trying to build this business and he has to go learn the skill and learn the skill and try to figure out domain names and websites? No, you would hire someone or get someone who would know that. Mm-hmm. So in life, figure out what's worth your time and what you can outsource. What you're good at, what you like to do, and beyond that, what you can outsource. Recently, I needed some home repairs done, and I knew it would take me days, if not weeks, to figure this Mm -hmm. out. What I did, and this is part of being resourceful, leveraging human resource. I called him the handyman. He got it done within the hour, saved me a ton of time. And now I could focus on things that are the high priority on my list, which goes back to the earlier points. Yes, sir. So don't try to do everything yourself. Mm. Life is limited. If you have a friend, have a spouse or someone who can help you or you can pay someone, don't be cheap. To get something done, seek the help. So leveraging human resources. What are you guys' thoughts?
1: No, I like that. I'm going to add the balance to that. And there's nothing wrong with being mm-hmm. a jack of many trades. If that's just your skill set right. of learning things, you like to put your hands on it so you can understand it, that will help you when it comes to communicating the result that you want, right? Mm-hmm. So say if you know a little bit about plumbing, but you know how long it would take to do a job, you can say, you know what? yeah, This is going to take a lot of time out of my day. Let me hire somebody to get it done because I know what I want to see. That way, once he gets it done, you're not calling him back two weeks later like, hey, you didn't tighten this enough or I got this leak coming on. So it's still good to have a little bit of knowledge about a number of different things. Educate yourself. Continue learning, which bridges Mm -hmm. right into this point. But at the same time, in order to be a better steward of your time, which we were talking about earlier, one of the points, you need to know when it's more than what you're willing to take on. And by doing that, you make these decisions over time to better understand your parameters of how long would this take, how much time do I have to invest, mm-hmm. how much work ethic do I have to invest, how much brain power do I have to invest to problem solving, or can I just pass this mm-hmm. on to somebody who just really enjoys dunking? Yeah, no, throw my alley oop. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, and this totally depends on the the level in life that you're at in the different stages. There's times yes. where if mm-hmm. you don't have those resources available to you you're going to have to now manage your time to figure that out and you know, do it on your mm-hmm. own or find some way to trade a service that you can to be able to get that help. Because there's probably mm-hmm. people listening. that are like, well, shoot, I don't got a disposable income to pay somebody to do something. I just roll up my sleeves and do it myself. So yeah. I think where i see this being the most relevant is in a case where your time is more valuable. Either you have the money to be able to free up that time. That's one of the best things that money can do is it allows you to have mm-hmm. more time. Yes, you can get things done for you. And if you have that money be- or if you know that you make 60 or $70 an hour doing like a service that you do or more, you then have to look at that point and say, well, by me outsourcing this, I'm going to be able to get more time. Whereas there's things around mm-hmm. my house, I could pay a landscaper to come do things. But like that's something that I take pride in understanding that and learning yeah. that And I find mm-hmm. a way for that to be an outlet. So you also, you know, you get to look at those things and say like, is this something that I want to do? For a reason and there's other things that hey when you got big projects in front of you your time might be more valuable but i just wanted to put Mm -hmm. that out there because that came to my mind That i can see how both of those things come up and i do see ceos roll up their sleeves and they want to understand programming and coding it so that when they hire somebody they have a good enough understanding to make sure that they're getting a good value out of it yeah and when you can roll up your sleeves and do some things the people around you will respect and say like, wow, this you know, this guy really yeah. is willing to do it all.
1: He's like, "Yo, I started on burgers and fries. Like if I need to jump in there and make sure these burgers are right, I know the recipe that's going to make mm-hmm. it work. I don't want to have to jump down there and do that. But if I need to roll up my yeah. sleeves, I can get gritty with it. Three different perspectives.
0: I like that. And that's where discernment comes into play because mm-hmm. you definitely want to, in a business as well as any project you undertake to take that you're outsourcing, you definitely want to get your feet wet Understand the fundamentals, the basics, at least before you leverage other human resources. So I wouldn't just outsource in business for me. Example this podcast. I wouldn't just outsource something to anyone without me understanding what I'm actually outsourcing, mm-hmm. what I'm actually paying for. So I think there is value in learning mm-hmm. to a certain level, understanding what you require help in to adapt where you know if you outsource this, you're just not doing it with passive. You're doing it intentionally. Because then at that point, you
1: know if it's actually good or not. Yes. For example, in music, right? There's a lot of different pieces of this process that I can outsource. When you hear a song, you just hear music. But what you may not understand, you have the production piece, which is separate than bringing the artist in to record the music. And there's an engineer who records the music and then there's a producer mm. who creates the backdrop of the music and then after that you have another person or individual who sonically makes the music sound good so there's three different pieces to this so you could spend all the time doing every single piece of this and then sometimes what you could run into with music is um you fatigue your ears so you've worked on a song so long you can't even tell If certain changes that you're making are making a difference, because you heard it too often, too Mm -hmm. long, and you can't really, you're too deep into it to really have that bird's eye view. So Mm -hmm. leveraging someone outside of that can help you, one, free up your time so you can go back to creating more music, as opposed to spending all this time trying to, because all the pieces are there in a recipe. If you got all the Mm -hmm. pieces and you're a good farmer, you grew the plants, you grew the fruit, you grew the vegetables, and then you want to make this recipe Pass it to the chef, you know, go back to yep. creating the best product that you can make. And then once you get it to that yeah. point, leverage a chef, somebody that you know will do this well, know that you trust to get you the best results. And that's a process in itself as well. Finding the right people in place to build your team. Another thing yeah. that stuck out, like you said, I'm going to big you up to. I'm going to do that T Rex. Do it. Do it. I'm going to do, <laughs> <said> do, <laughs> do it. But. He's walking it like you talk it. because in this podcast here, even though he's, I think he's a brilliant marketer, like when it comes to marketing and understanding business, he's done it before many, many times. He still reaches out and resources, say mentors who've done podcasts, you know, just because you're an expert in one business doesn't mean you're expert in all businesses, but it does give you enough resources, enough equity in the game to know if this is good or not and how to build. And he's doing that. He's reaching out to mentors. He's reaching out to other people in marketing. He's finding more websites and more uh, trade secrets, as he calls them, <laughs> to make it better and to enhance that skill.
0: I appreciate that. And I think leveraging human resources ties in so much with being resourceful yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's great. Um, and thanks thanks for the compliment. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. So what we talk about A lot of times it's theoretical, you may understand things. The experiment, we always have experiment. And this is where you can take things we say and put theories and ideas into practice. That's the experiment. Because you could listen to this and it sounds great, but the experiment is the things that really matter at the end. So the experiment for the week is pick one of these seven things we discussed that you think you should work on and focus on that for the next week and going forward. For example, ask yourself the topic on learn to reinvest in yourself. What areas of my life can I invest in? Mm. Is it my health, my relationships, my career? What does that look like? That means do I need gym, a book, a mentor, or something that can improve this, Mm. right? That's practical. Look at that. Write it down. Make it practical. Take an action step towards that. Being a good steward of your money. Do I know my numbers? What decision can I make based on these numbers in front of me? That's something you can take and apply. And as Dreams said, it's not about how much you make, it's how much you're keeping. Look at that. Do you know how much you're keeping every month? So if not, then you should. That's a practical thing that you can go apply we talk about leadership, being purposeful. Do you have a mission, a life, something that's driving you, a fundamental thing that's driving you? If not, then take time, sit down, write it down, figure that out. Because that will be, as Jay said, your North Star. That's something that you move you forward in a direction in your life. When we talk about plan and prioritize, What is important to you? Figure this out. If you're spending time with family, but still checking your phone or sitting down and watching TV, and there's nothing wrong with recreation, but if you're doing it passively and not intentionally, then Mm. that's something you could improve on. So what is important to you? Figure that out. Have your time built around this. Again, this is very practical things. Ownership. Where could I take more ownership in my life? ask yourself these questions. Where could I take more ownership? In my relationship, in my career, in my business, if you have the business, and being resourceful. That's the second to last topic we spoke about. How could I be more resourceful? How could I leverage human resources? What area in my life could I do that? So these are things, while it sounds great and it sounds entertaining, these are things that you have to write out and think about deeply and take action on this. This is not just shelf help. You listen to it, you put it on the shelf, you forget it. This is self-improvement. It requires taking action immediately. So as soon as you listen to this podcast, if you have to listen to this again, listen to it again. But take out a piece of paper, start planning this, start taking the action. That's super important. Anything you guys want to add before we wrap up? I think that was well said, brother. That was well said. Go down the list cool. one through seven
1: and simply do it. If you want that life, if you want that career, if you want that dream, go for it. But it got to write it out.
0: If you want that big dreams, Ju is going to say something. Just to add to
2: the exercise, I think one way you can do is you could take a look at your your schedule. You know, you have some open time, whether it's an hour, hmm. and just mm-hmm. to create that fire under your feet, just write down one of these things that you want to work on. That hey. I'm just going to give myself 20 minutes to maybe flirt around with this idea on YouTube, try to get some skill set, you know, some tips or to at least create an awareness of, of my life, like rating where I'm at with this. And I think when you write that down in your schedule, there's going to be times where you might not actually do it. But like by putting it down, it makes it 70% more likely. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. say when you write something down, especially when you put it in there, you're being intentional like you said so i just wanted to put that there because i think that's helpful as there's a lot of things that i've wanted to do but the things i'm really intentional about tend to get done
0: yeah intentional yes sir i like that okay and thanks again for joining us and until the next episode learn and grow take care of yourself and have fun we out
1: (laughs) hey what's up this is big dreams thank you for checking out today's episode of the manhood experiment If you like today's episode, please subscribe and give us five stars. Not only does your feedback matter, but it helps us to connect with others just like you that find value in our weekly episodes. So subscribe, share, and speak with your friends and family about today's episode. And most importantly, take care of yourself, keep growing, and join us again on the next episode of The Manhood Experiment.